welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning. As Mick mentioned, uh, I'm somewhat of the father of this house in that I planted the church 16 years ago. And it's been my privilege over those 16 years to share the Word of God uh, week after week after week. And yes, there are other uh, pastors and leaders that do preach the Word of God uh, over that time. But generally speaking, I would do the bulk of that preaching. And I love preaching, but I also love preaching a word that is relevant to the society and culture in which we live. And then we have special days and special days need and call for a special message. And so um, I want to welcome you all here. I realise many of you have come just to see your family and friends um, dedicate their little ones uh, this morning. And so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to read a story. And it's an old story that I'm sure many of you would be familiar with. And it's uh, been around for many, many, many years. And uh, I trust that as I read this story and I share a few thoughts around this story, we will learn something and that there'll be something in it for the mums today. There'll be something in it for the dads today. And there'll be something in it for the kids today. Because we are a church that love family. You know, when the Bible talks about what the church is like, it uses many, many illustrations. But probably the greatest illustration and the most used illustration of the church is that of a family. And while you won't read about things like spinning wheels and pluck a mum on Mother's Day in the Bible, I do believe that in the Bible are times where family get together and they celebrate and they do a whole heap of fun things like we are doing this morning. And so we don't apologise for that. We, we, we love family. We, we love mums. We love dads. Let's face it, without mums and dads, none of us would be here. We owe a lot to our mums and dads. And so this is a very special Mother's Day service. And when I finish sharing, I'm going to ask Pete, my brother, to come up here. And he's just going to lead us and organise the whole dedication time. Is that all right? Sound good? Turn to the person next to you and say, that sounds all right to me. Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, you're probably wondering what book is Tony going to read from today? Anyone want to hazard a guess? as to what possible book I could read on Mother's Day. It's not The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. It's not War and Peace. We don't have enough time. It is a Dr. Zeus book. But it's not Cat in the Hat and it's not Green Eggs and Ham. It's not that. Did Mitch say that? He had a bit of inside information, I think. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's my introduction. (laughs) Thanks, Mitch. Ah, (laughs) you, my mother. Who, Who remembers this story? Any of the young ones know this story? You do. Fantastic. It's funny that the young ones have a different uh, understanding of what old is. In, in the, the song, time of singing today, the second song, it was called The Time Has Come. I think that's what you call it, The Time Has Come. And uh, Matt Manser, being all of 22 that he is. How old are you, Matt? 
23, 24. Where are you? How old are you? 23, been married for what? Minutes now. It's awesome. Just a real man of the world and wisdom. And he, and he looks back at me and goes, ah, oh, that song, old school. The song's five years old. He's looking at me like, I didn't think we did hymns in this church. Old school. Well, this is, this is going to seem very, very old to you, mate, because this has been around a long time. I don't know when it was written in the 60s, I think. Great things were born in the 60s. Anyway, so I'm, I'm going to read this story and then uh, you can follow on the screen. There's going to be some pictures coming up, but I need to give it a proper introduction. Are you my mother? By P.D. Eastman. A mother bird sat on her egg. The egg jumped. (gasps) Oh, oh, said the mother bird. My baby will be here. He will want to eat. I must get something for my baby bird to eat, she said. I will be back. So away she went. The egg jumped. It jumped. It jumped. And you guessed it. It jumped. Out came the baby bird. If I say hi. Oh, we need some bird noise. That was good. A few more bird noises in the place. <laughs> Seagull. Back to the story. Where is my mother? He said, he looked for her. He went up. He did not see her. He looked down. He did not see her. I will go and look for her, he said. So away he went. Down Out of the tree, he went. Down, down, down. It was a long way down. The baby bird could not fly. He could not fly, but he could walk. Now I will go and find my mother, he said. He did not know what his mother looked like. He went right by her and he did not see her. Can you see her kids? Can you see the mum? What's the mum doing? What's the worm for? The baby. The baby. He came to a kitten. Are you my mother? 
he said to the kitten. The kitten just looked and looked. It did not say a thing. Typical cats. Cats, don't you just love that? Sit there like, bless me, I dare you, come on. Focus. Hi, Belinda, how you doing? You good? The kitten was not his mother, thank God. So he went on. Then he came to a hen. Are you my mother? He said to the hen. No, said the hen. The kitten was not his mother. The hen was not his mother. So the baby bird went on. I have to find my mother, he said. But where? Where is she? Where could she be? Then he came to a dog. Are you my mother? He said to the dog. I am not your mother. I'm a dog, said the dog. Do we have any dog noises out there? was not his mother the hen was not his mother the dog was not his mother so the baby went on now he came to a cow are you my mother he said to the cow and the cow said How could I be your mother, said the cow. I'm a cow. The kitten and the hen were not his mother. The dog and the cow were not his mother. Did he have a mother? I did have a mother, said the baby bird. I know I did. I have to find her. I will I will. Now the baby bird did not walk. He ran. Then he saw a car. Could that old thing be his mother? No, it could not. No way. The baby bird did not stop. He ran on and he ran on. Now he looked way, way down. He saw a boat. There she is, said the baby bird. He called to the boat, but the boat did not stop. The boat just went on. He looked way, way up. He saw a big plane. Here I am, mother, he called out. But the plane did not stop. The plane went on. 
just then the baby bird saw a big thing. This must be his mother. There she is, he said. There is my mother. He ran right up to it. Mother, mother, here I am, mother, he said to the big thing. But the big thing said, snort. Oh, you are not my mother, said the baby bird. You are a snort. I have to get out of here. But the baby bird could not get away. The snort went up. It went way, way up. And up, and up, and up went the baby bird. But now, where was the snort going? Oh, 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 what is this snort going to do with me? Get me out of here. Just then, the snort came to a stop. Where am I? said the baby bird. I want to go home. I want my mother. Then something happened. The snort put the baby bird right back in the tree. And the baby bird was home. Just then the mother bird came back to the tree. Do you know who I am? She said to her baby, Yes, I know who you are, said the baby bird. You are not a kitten. You are not a hen. You are not a dog. You are not a cow. You are not a boat. You are not a plane or a snort. You are a bird. And you are my mother. Isn't that a great story? Can I encourage every mum and dad out there, particularly the dads, spend time telling your kids stories. You'll never get back these early years. And don't see it as something arduous or boring or dull. If it is, it's your fault. Make it fun. It's the most privileged and precious thing a man can do. Spend time with their kids telling stories. And I would go as far as to say, the stories you tell, it'd be great if they have a point. You can teach your kids some great lessons through stories. Jesus was one of the greatest storytellers ever. Told lots of stories. And all of his stories had a point. And this particular story has many points. I want to highlight three beings it's Mother's Day. And then we're going to get those that are dedicating their children up here on stage. I could highlight many things about this story today, but because it's Mother's Day, I want to highlight three things 
very quickly that children need from their mum. It's a Mother's Day message, but dads, listen up. Kids, listen up. Those that are not yet married, but aspire to be married one day and ultimately be a mum or a dad, listen up. That's all of us. And so the first thing we can learn from this story is this, that children need your presence more than presents. See, the mummy bird was so busy, she missed the birth of a child. Now that's not possible for you as a mum to miss the birth of your child. But nonetheless, you can get so busy that you miss them growing up. And you miss the big days, you miss the big moments. Your presence is far more important than anything you will ever give them. The greatest thing you can give your kids is you. Dads, we have a massive problem in society today. It's called ADD, but it doesn't stand for what you think it stands for. It's called absent dad disorder. Your kids want you. And so prioritise those big days, the award days, the sports days. I counted a privilege to go and watch my son play soccer, particularly when it's against someone else who's in this church and it's on. Last year, they got the better of us. But this year, oh, this year it's different. Everything changed yesterday because we beat St. Augustine's. And I want to tell you, I wasn't out on the field, but I was there. And can I just say to the parents, don't just be there, be there. When you're with your kids, be with your kids. It's not enough to go to the football with your laptop and just have them playing while you're working. It's not enough to go and just get so caught up with the parents that are around about that you miss your kid. I tell you, when the game starts, I'm not not very social. I'm here to watch my boy. I'm there to watch my girls. I'm there for them. And we live in this society where there's this pressure just to Get more things. And sometimes more is not more. It's just more. And we miss out on what is most important. And the greatest thing you can ever give your kids is you. Daycare, nannies, grandparents are no substitute for their mums. Used sparingly, those things are wonderful. But don't let the daycarers bring up your kids. It is your responsibility and it's your privilege to spend time with those precious young ones, forming them, shaping them, fashioning them. What a privilege. What an honour. Kids are not a burden. They are an absolute joy and an absolute delight. And for those of you who have just had new ones, And we're going to see many of those up here today, the bleary-eyed ones holding their child, (laughs) zombie-like. Don't worry, it gets better. And the terrible twos don't have to be terrible. They can be awesome. We had three kids and the twos for us have been the most incredible years. It's how we approach those years. So number one, children need your presence more than they need presents. 
Secondly, children need a mum, not another mate. The baby bird had lots of people in the world, the hen, the kitten, the cow, the dog, the plane, the truck. And while those things may not be wrong in and of themselves, they only have one mum. And your kids are going to have lots of mates in their lifetime. They're going to have lots of influences, but they will only ever have one mum and one dad. And at that moment, they don't need another mate. There's this pressure on society, and particularly our mums, to be this yummy mummy. They don't need a yummy mummy, they just need a mum. They need someone who can speak life and hope and truth and be there. And that doesn't mean we can't be friends with our kids, but we can't just be friends. You don't build anything by just being friends. We need to come alongside them and teach them. The Bible says, train a child in the way that they should go so that when they're older, they won't depart from it. I remember those early uh, uh, child-rearing years when I was growing up. I would have these two older people looking at me saying, I'm not one of your stupid mates. Okay, you've got my attention. Not that my mates were stupid, but they weren't wise enough to give me what I needed at certain times. And I want to release you from the pressure of having to be just a friend to your kids. You need to be much more than just a friend. You need to be a mum to your kids. Dad, you need to be a dad to your kids. You need to be there for them. You need to be with them. You need to be able to speak to them. There's this notion that, you know, I can speak to, you know, my mates about anything. And there's this pressure on, on parents. Well, can I just say this? Your kids should be able to speak to you about anything. But you should be able to do it without having to be a fool and just act like their mates to be able to do that. I believe in having age-appropriate conversations with your kids. And can I just say this, mums? There will come a time where your kids want more of dad. And so, mums, don't panic. It's the way it is. When kids are very young, it's usually mum they want. Then they hit the 10s, tw- uh, 11s, 12s, 13s, and they want some validation from their dad. And if that, at that moment mums panic, you'll be misunderstanding what's really happening. There's different seasons where they want more of mum and more of dad. The third point is that children need a home more than they need a house. Baby Bird said this, Where am I? I want to go home. I can't help but feel that this is a book with a prophetic edge to it. It was written in the 60s 
And with the sexual revolution in the 60s, it's created a whole heap of hassles when it comes to the family unit. And I believe the cry of many young people's heart is, I want to go home. I want a home. And when they say home, they're not talking about a house. That thing that you spend so much time earning money for to get the latest plasma and the latest this and the latest that, they're not interested. They want a home. You buy a house, but you build a home. It's easy to get a house. You think it's hard to get a house with mortgage rates. I'm telling you, it's a lot harder to build a home than it is to buy a house. Because it takes time, it takes skill, it takes wisdom, it takes effort. We live in a society where the family unit has been all but smashed. And it's what makes doing church so hard. Because we're dealing with people that don't know what home or family actually looks like anymore. But it also makes doing church one of the greatest privileges because we have opportunity to help. Because I believe the cry of many people's heart is simply this. I want a home. And can I just say this to all the mums out there? Your primary role in the house is to be a homemaker, not a breadwinner. We've got so greedy where we need everything and we need it now that mum and dad have to go out and work. And what's happening is the home is being run down. We've got more things for our house, but we're not building a home. I'm not saying mum shouldn't work, don't read into that. But I don't know if you should work. I grew up in a home where the moment my brother was born, our mum stopped working and she was there for us. And I do not remember a day in my life not having a mum there to wipe my knees, wipe my nose, be there for me, to give me Panadol when I was sick. We didn't live in the biggest home. We didn't have a mansion. We grew up in just Good old Para Hills. But that place was more of a home than some of these outlandish, elaborate houses that you will see. I love mothers. And I love the thought that we can take time to honour our mums. But my fear is that many mums aren't being mums. You've got caught up in the treadmill of life, the busyness of life. And I hope you're hearing me. This is not about to bring condemnation. That's not what, this is to set you free. Sometimes the best life is a simple life. I think one of the, the reasons that I can work with my older brother on staff and my younger brother's in this church and helps out with kids that we can work so well together over 16 years is because of the family upbringing that we had. So when it comes to you mums, you are not less valued by staying at home and looking after your kids. It's the most incredible privilege that you have. 
The reason I share these thoughts today is because as I introduced this story, the greatest illustration of the church in the Bible is that of a family. And I think the family illustration has been so distorted that it's distorted how church should be run and done. And we at Victory Church, along with many other churches in this city, are trying our best under God to bring back some wisdom and some sanity and some godly principles to the family unit. Because no matter how much money the government are throwing at certain initiatives, they don't have the answer. The answer to family is found in God's Word. He's the author of family. He's the creator of family. He's the initiator of family. And if we want family to be run right, we've got to get back to how God intended it to be. And you might think it's old-fashioned, but there is no other way. Man's way, this modern way of doing life is not working. In this nation, we have the highest rate of suicide amongst the Western world, among teenagers. Children that grow up in a home with a mum and dad are playing their part and doing their roles are less likely to go off and just commit suicide. The great thing about church is we get many people that come with from broken families and divorced marriages. And our commitment to you is that we want to make up the lack that's been in your life. That's why I love the church. She's not perfect. She cops a whole heap of criticism. Sometimes it's justified. More often than not, it's because we're just trying our best to deal with people and the way they presently think and that thinking needs to change. See, in spite of what you've heard, Christianity is not a religion. It's simply a relationship. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, He said this, pray like this, my Father in heaven, kept it family. He referred to his disciples as brothers. Isn't it awesome? It's an awesome picture. But when we leave God out of family, things will go horribly wrong. And so when we dedicate these young ones, we're entrusting them to God's care. And we want to pray for the wisdom of the parents to have some godly wisdom in bringing up children because that's what it takes. See, As Pete, you come and get ready to come up, mate. I want to leave you with this thought. Because I know many of you are into MasterChef. But can you imagine buying a cookbook and seeing all the ingredients of what it is to make a cake? And you see the picture and think, I I want to make that cake. But you don't listen to the author. You ignore the author's instruction. And you put all this stuff into a bowl. You mix it up. You put it into the oven at the temperature you want for the time limit that you want. And then it comes out and it looks nothing like the picture. And then you go and complain to the author and say, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you. My cake didn't turn out like your cake. Don't you think that'd be unfair? That the person who's cooked this cake has not done one thing the author of the book suggested and then they blame the author of the book. People do that with God all the time. 
They say, if God's a God of love, why do bad things happen? I'll tell you why. Because we don't listen to Him. God has a book, a manual called Life, a manual for life called the Bible. And in it, it's a whole heap of things that we should do and that we shouldn't do because if we don't do that, life will go well for you. And if you do do that, life will go well for you. He's not a party pooper. He's a father that loves you. You're not gonna let your child just play in the fire in the name of love. No, in love, you're gonna stop them. You're gonna say, don't do that. Where does that come from? It comes from the heart of the father, God. And so he's written a book. But if we ignore those instructions, it will beat our own peril. And we do not have the right to stand and point a finger at God and say, why did bad things happen? Bad things happen because we don't do anything with what He's written in His book. And that can change. And I pray that this Mother's Day, I've left some food for thought. And I'd love for you to catch up with either myself or some of the other leaders here or possibly the people that you came with if you have questions further to what has been shared today. But can we just stand just quickly? I want to pray for you. Pete's going to come and we're going to dedicate these incredible babies. Mums, have a happy Mother's Day. I love you dearly. I appreciate what you do. It's not an easy job. And can I just single out the single mums in this place? That must be one of the toughest jobs in the world to have to go out and be the breadwinner and the homemaker. I just want to honour you. Can we honour our single mums in this place today? It's unbelievable. 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 My wife was away for one night, two days. Got back late last night. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, Sally Homemaker. I'm getting the kit. I'm getting my... I mean, two days, I'm finished. We've got single mums do it day after day after day after day after day. You're awesome. And I pray God's grace to you. I know many of you are visitors and many of you are going to feel uncomfortable doing this, but if you don't, can you just raise your hands to heaven just as a sign of openness. Surrender to God. Father, I come to you with this incredible church and this incredible group of people and I simply ask that what has been shared today would resonate deep within our hearts that you would come into our lives and help us to be better mums or better dads, better husbands, better wives, better children, better friends, better family members. But we can't do it without you, Lord. And so we open our heart up to receive more of you today. And I ask that in your precious name. I pray your grace to every mum in this place. I pray grace upon every family. And I pray your grace to every child. And I pray that this church along with other churches in this city, could make a difference when it comes to strengthening the family unit. And I ask that today in Jesus' name. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and God bless.